Hello and welcome to the College of Lore. My name is Anthony and I'll be your Dungeon Master tonight. We're running Storm King's Thunder. Uh, I've been DMing for a little bit. It's been... I took a large break. I decided to travel across the country, check out my vlog on the other channel. And um, yeah, so this is Storm King's Thunder. These are my players. We're going to have fun. A lot of them are new, so uh, please bear with us. I'll probably edit down 90% of this to just the action parts and, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, if you want more background on me, definitely check out the other podcasts. But uh, everyone else, I'm going to introduce you one by one, and you can say as much or as little as you want uh, about yourself or the wonderful people at home. Uh, let's start with uh, the first person to my right in the Roll20 board is Livia. Oh, hello. My name's Livia. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That's perfectly fine. We, uh, who, well, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into everything else a little later, but that's great. Uh, Kayla, you're next. You keep doing that and just say my name when I should introduce myself. Hi, I'm Kayla. I play Raleigh. He's a trip. Can't wait to play with the rest of y'all and for the audience to enjoy. Indeed. Very cool. Uh, George looks like you're next on the list. Uh, I am George. I'm a first time player. Uh, have a very generic character. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And finally, Ro. Ah, yes. Uh, hello, I am Ro. I am playing a Dragonborn, and I'm still pretty new. I don't know much, but I'll try my best. That's all we ask here. And <laughs> I hope to tell you guys a good and interesting story. And as long as we have fun, that's all that matters. So I'm going to begin with a small monologue. Our story is about a great upheaval, within a society many of you do not know or understand. About 40 years ago, before any of you were born, the world almost ended. A small group of brave heroes aligned themselves with ancient forces of good and struck a blow to the rising evil across the land, preventing the summoning of a long-imprisoned god. And like a stone disturbing the pond, the ripples of that splash are about to be felt. Welcome to the Sword Coast! The year is 1486 Dawn Reckoning, or DR, and this continent is swaddled on three sides and has been a hub of civilization for all manner of man and beast for thousands of years. The northern swath of this continent is locked on the three sides. A huge desert called Anarausch prevents any meaningful travel west, while an ocean called the Sea of Swords leads the way further to travel to the east. Along this coast, we find it bursting with bustling trade cities, that make up the name of this sword coast. To the north, fierce and tall mountains called the Spine of the World and the Bitter Cold prevent most sane folk from traversing any further. So south of this spine and far west, we find rich and powerful silver marshes, a treacherous but tempting group of smaller mountains. The seemingly never-ending high forest makes most of the central area of this land. Within this sword coast, you might find some familiar names of cities, even if you've never heard of this place before. The Dwarfen Mithra Halls are just one of the cities you can find by the spine of the world. On the coast, these city-states really thrive. Cities like Neverwinter, a city bisected by a mountain river that flows from a volcano, keeps this northern city rather hospitable, even in the colder months. Port cities like Baldur's Gate and Waterdeep, each incredible harbor in their own right, but they have their own allure and largely makes them independent in the overall global conflicts. Rarely you can find these city-states at war with each other. They play a more furtive game of subterfuge and political chess. The coastal areas are more industrialized, 
but beyond that sword coast is mainly a rugged wilderness of steep hills and small mountains, rolling plains and valleys, and opportunities around every corner. There are cities within a day's travel of most places if you stick to the road, which is actually where we find ourselves tonight. On a road, heading west out of Waterdeep, Raleigh. Your feet hurt. You were promised a horse and never got one, and you were sent out far west out of Waterdeep, set to walk down a dusty road alone to a mission you can't quite understand and don't quite remember. If you'd like to describe your character to the audience and whoever else may be walking down the road. <sighs> I, I, he, Raleigh has big bags under his eyes, like they stand out against his teal and red spotted skin. Oh, well, I wouldn't say skin, it's more like scales. He has a white, he has white tuft hair, kind of like that emo boy, shaved sides, long in the front, dyed teal because, you know, just for the aesthetic. He's wearing a fluffed up uh, collared shirt, unbuttoned or unzipped, whichever thing that we're using, and just tiredly walking down because, damn, that horse would have been great for, for whatever mission he's on right now. And as you think about that, well, it actually jogs your memory because uh, that horse that you were promised and that cart as well with all of your starting equipment uh, for your very first mission, you see something similar. You hear it, as a matter of fact, and you spin around. It's maybe maybe 100 or 300 uh, yards away at this point, closely approaching, and it will eventually overtake you. Although this cart only has about one horse on it, when two would probably make pulling it easier, and you can see the horse kind of straining. But again, it's, it's pretty far off. And you see a small figure on the horse, or on the cart, rather, uh, as it plods along uh, closer and closer. As it gets closer to where you can actually see it, Livia, if you'd like to describe your character to the group. How, what do we see on this cart? Well, you see a you see a young boy. He's a changeling. He has blonde hair, and he seems pretty bored at the moment. <laughs> okay. Is he dressed in any particular way? He's dressed in pretty formal clothing. And he is currently showing his changeling form, not hiding yes. it. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Raleigh, as the as the cart approaches and uh, almost overtakes you, you know, maybe about fifty feet away at this point. All of a sudden, you have a flashback. In sound the basement. Sound effects for flashback. <laughs> yes, yes, sound effects of flashback here. <laughs> Most of the sound effects are just going to be me doing that. <laughs> in the basement of a seedy bar, you find yourself in line with some other black robed individuals. There is a frustrated man at the counter with a ledger who's scribbling on it by candlelight. And you're oh, about, uh, you're about fourth in line. Okay. Yes, yeah, he's talking back. to, he's, he's, he's talking to someone else in, in front of you. And he's, it appears to be giving them some type of directions or something. Twelve, fifteen minutes go by. He finishes with them. Eventually he gets to you, and it looks like he's about to, like, get up and go on, like, a cigarette break or something. And then he sees you, he kind of rolls his eyes, he's like, Look, we really don't have time for this right now, I've got my hands full. I've got three assignments that went tits up. Four parties, one AWOL, and a vampire that owes me money. You know how difficult it is to get a vampire 
money from a vampire lord. You know how you know how difficult that is. I'm gonna take your uh, silence as a shocked silence and agree with you. Oh, you're still here. Okay. Well, what? Uh, you want an assignment or something? Arali just sticks out his hand and with a gimme motion. <laughs> well. You want an assignment? Check the message board. What is it, your first day? Raleigh just rolls his eyes and just goes to the message board. Oh, maybe it is your first day. Oh, well, hey, I'm sorry about that. Hey, well, welcome to the network, little brother. I'm Yosef Two-Time, but friends call me Yoey, or Yoey Two-Time, you know what I mean? I got locked up two times, and now I just do paperwork, keep my head down, keep my nose clean. On this board, uh, you're going to find some wanted posters. Uh, this one's too big, and this one you need about three people for. Instead of people's faces on these wanted posters, you see cities, towns, and villages. Uh, he goes and pulls um, a couple of the newer ones off and finds one that he thinks you could do. Uh, well, if you don't have any friends or anything, um, or a group to go with, probably this one's going to be the one for you. Um, and he hands you a uh, piece of paper. It simply shows a, a moated city with a drawbridge and a tower that says Nightstone. There's no other distinguishing marks. But as you walked down into the basement about an hour ago, you passed a cart There was like a cart was full of supplies and there's like two or three horses on it. He says, uh, why don't you go up and uh, the, the, the people I helped before, they should still be there figuring things out. Um, they've got three horses on one cart, they only really need two. So why don't you take one of the horses? So he gives you the paper. Raleigh just nods, it goes to get the horse. All right. The two people that were uh, in front of you, or maybe two two people in front of you at the time uh, when you were first in line, are just kind of like scratching their head and one one's yelling at the other. Look, I told you, both of us didn't need to go stand in line. One of us could have watched the cart. And now we don't have a cart anymore. And all of our stuff that's on the cart is gone. A dog barks in the distance. Uh, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry, man. I, this, I don't like being alone. I wanted to go with you into the uh, bar down there. Ah, jeez. Okay, cart's gone. Let's let's split up. No, I don't want to be alone. Let's split up and look for the cart. You go further down into the city. I'll check with my connections. I'll I'll check around here and see if anyone saw anything. Hey, you, uh, blue kid. You see what happened to our cart? Pointing to to you, Raleigh. Raleigh just like shakes his head, still trying to listen in, looking at the two horses that are or the three horses that are still there. Uh, no, the three horses and cart oh, are now gone. Are, oh, they're all gone, okay. Yes, and that is what prompted your flashback. Ah. Uh -huh. Speaking of that particular cart and those three horses... Poi, you are... Flashing back to how you acquired this cart some time ago. You were in the Market of Waterdeep. Now, the Market of Waterdeep is something to behold, really. It's a mix between a Middle Eastern bazaar flooded with music, chatter, smells, and spices. It's set inside of a huge crescent-shaped section of the inner city. That crescent shape on the interior of the crescent is water from a harbor, and on the exterior of the crescent is the city of Waterdeep. And this is where we find Poi. You are just wandering around the market right now at the moment. Is there anything in particular that you are doing or looking for? There are people selling things and there are bright shinies all over just scouting around okay yeah as you're scouting around uh you see a crowded uh merchant stall and it's full of you know like golden uh objects it has like uh there's like a weight set 
And it's, it's gold. It's, he's, this guy's selling to upscale merchants. And uh, he seems pretty distracted right now. And there's a lot of low-lying, easy-to-grab objects. Well, I guess I'm going to make my way over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You kind of, like, duck in between a few people's uh, cloaks. And um, they don't seem to notice you. And there is, like, there's that golden-weighted scale set. That's kind of off in the corner. Nice. You just admiring it at this point? Oh, uh, no. Okay. What are you doing? Well, I'm first checking my surroundings to make sure no one else is watching me. And when I figure out that no one else is looking at me, I try to take a little grab at it. Okay. Uh, so real quickly, what I'd like you to do is make two checks. The first one is going to be a perception check, and the second one is going to be a sleight of hand check. There you go. You got 16 for your first roll. You seem pretty confident that no one is looking around or watching you. Okay. You can take a swipe at it with a sleight of hand check. 23. Uh, you are extremely confident that no one has seen you, and you begin to walk away. What you didn't count on uh, was a guard. As you as you turn and walk away, kind of like looking back over your shoulder, making sure no one's watching you, and you bump right into him. And you look up, the scale set's still in your hand. And you look down at the scale set. And you look up at the card. What do you do? Oh, shoot. Can I try to convince him that I was just putting it back, that I saw it get dropped? Uh, sure, you can make a persuasion check in your flashback. The result is 20. Uh, yeah. You say you were just putting it back. He's like, all right, go, go ahead and put it back. At this point, um, there's another merchant who starts yelling at another uh, customer. And he's like, what? Five gold is a completely reasonable price for this. And the guard turns around. You, you feel like you could run at this point or you could go put it back, whatever you uh, wish. Yeah, I'm going to run. Okay. You start running. The guard turns around. Hey, stop that kid. And he uh, begins chasing you. You're starting to get the sense that maybe Waterdeep isn't the best place. It's a bit too crowded, a bit too busy. And if you do get caught, they're going to send you straight back where you came from. You duck around a corner and you start running. Uh, the guard you know, tries to push through the people, but you're too fast. You duck under each person. You run for what seems like forever until you get to a cart with... There's three horses and a cart full of stuff, and the city gate is not too far away. So can I hop on the cart and try to hide? Yeah, you can hide in the cart. And the guards go past, and you believe you have outwitted them, and there is no one around. Nice. While you're in the cart, two individuals come from around the corner. They appear to have come up from... Uh, the underside of a bar, and they say, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, Nightstone's the, the place to be. Nowadays, they, uh, they want us to go ahead and create a base. There's no guards, no presence of the city, uh, plenty of shinies over there that we can take for ourselves. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be the next base of operations, I think. And the guy looks at him and he says, I don't know, um, I kind of like it here in Waterdeep. The, the thrum of the city is really what what gives me energy? It's like, ah, from this, from that. What you really want is a place where you can keep your head clean. And if you go to Nightstone right now, we could be running things there. Um, so they appear to be talking about Nightstone, and they, they give like a rough estimate. They're like, yeah, it's a day away west. Um, I'm not really sure if, if we want to go there. And they start they start telling rumors. Um, and one of them says, I don't, I don't know. It, it's a bit too adventurous out there, out west. It's away from the city. 
Oh yeah, well you know, away from the city, there's there's a uh, wilderness and and you know, we, me and you, we function be better in the city, and the wilderness too adventurous for us. Too many monsters out there. I I heard there were dragons out there. Ah, dragons. The, the, those aren't those dragons aren't a problem. They never come out to a city. That's why we got to stay here. So that you hear them arguing and um, they they go back downstairs, and into the bar. But um, you you feel pretty hidden inside this cart, and you're under no immediate duress at the moment. Alrighty then. So should I steal the cart? <laughs> uh, I don't know. If that's something your character wants to do, they can. It would. Uh... Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I mean, why not? Sure. Uh, go ahead and make a animal handling check. As you uh, take the three horses and the cart, which you've never driven before, and attempt to head west. Uh, 16. Um, go ahead and make another one as well, since there's three horses and it's kind of hard to, to control all of them. Four. Okay. So you get one of them to do what you want, but the other two are confused. Uh, so you grab the reins of the first one, and it starts going, and then the other two uh, try to go as well. But what you didn't notice was that one of them is tied um, to the post still, to like kind of like, you know how you when you take your bike and you lock it up at the bike rack. Yeah, the the horse is still bike locked to the to the side of this building, this bar, and as the the cart goes forward. Um, the the two reins break off of the the horses and uh, you're left with just one that takes off wildly out west and um the horse goes for about two or three miles um at a rapid pace before slowly plodding along and it's at this point you see you see a, a blue-skinned individual looking at you weirdly and uh, you cross paths remember how you got to where you are and this is the moment we find ourselves at. so that's the cart okay cool <sighs> Raleigh just strains himself up a little bit, look, makes himself look a little more awake, and he tries to get the... Is it the, is the cart, like, moving just slow, but struggle, the horse is, like, struggling? It's moving at a slower pace right okay, now. Okay, so don't really have to, like, actively try to stop it. No, you can keep so pace with it. It's at a walking pace right now. Yeah. So I peek inside the cart and see the kid nod a little bit. Is it a covered cart? No, it's like an open open cart. You okay. see some boxes and, and um, items in the back. I pick up the pace a little bit, scoop my hands under this kid's armpits, pull them up, put them down on the floor, and jump in the cart. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, you guys can both make contesting um, either gra grappling checks. So that would be athletics um, to... Manipulate someone else, and then acrobatics or athletics to escape. Okay, um, you are able to do so. Uh, boy, you you look at this person, and they nod at you, and they walk up, and they pick you up, and they throw you into the dust, uh, and you uh, kind of roll and get back on your feet. But at this point, the cart, which is again at walking pace, begins to slowly uh, trudge away from you. Well. I'll run after it's my car. I took it. <laughs> uh, do you say anything as you run after it? Yeah, 
yeah, it's like, hey, stupid head, give me back my cart. I took that. It's mine. But I'm like picking at my ear, like pretending not to hear the little one. Can I try jumping back on the cart? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, you can. It's it's moving at a slow enough pace. So no check really required. If you want to get on the back of the cart, no check. If you want to get up on the front of the cart, um, you you may be waylaid by this. Okay. Rayleigh, you have a uh, you have a passenger, whether you want to or not. Take him with you. He got in without falling. He he earned it. <laughs> All right. Uh, the cart plods along. Um, the one horse struggling under the weight of uh, now two extra individuals. As you go along this road, you see a uh, a man walking down the road after another little bit, and he also has a horse, and he appears to be walking alongside of it instead of riding it. George, if you'd like to describe your character. He doesn't really know where he's going. He's just trying to keep it to himself. He can't see him very well under the hood. Uh, yeah, just trying along with his horse. Okay. Uh, what is... Uh, so he's wearing a hood? Yeah, I, I guess he's wearing a hood. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a pretty hot day out. He's wearing a hood. Any other distinguishing marks on him or color of his cloak? Or is he carrying anything other than his horse that we can see at a distance? Uh, he's trying to keep uh, one, one hand by his waist. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's just walking along with the horse. Okay. Yeah, you two, you two see this, this individual with another horse. And um, they appear to be taking a leisurely pace, looking around every once in a while, checking to make sure they're still on the road. And you approach this individual. Uh, all three of you see each other at around the same time. Raleigh just nods, trying not to nod off, because the struggle of the struggle to pull is actually lulling him to sleep a little bit from all that walking. You know what would make that a lot better? Hmm. If you had a horse. Yeah. Just a little bit. Can I like try to draw attention to them, saying like, "Hey, hey, we should we should steal that horse. <laughs> It'll make uh, it faster." Sure. As as you uh, approach, still quite out of earshot. With the squeaking cart horse, um, really all of a sudden a, uh, a small individual interrupts your personal bubble and pokes underneath your arm and looks up at you and, and says, Hey, we should go steal that horse. Now look where the kiddo's pointing to. Look back at him, look at the horse. Well, no, I'll look at the person riding the horse, like trying to size him up, see if it's an easy feat. Kid is on to something, but I won't, like, give him credit or acknowledge the credit. All right. Well, so with... who am I looking at? I don't know. You tell does me. He, does he look like an easy, an easy target? Uh, you could make me an insight check if you want. Yeah. That's what we do here. And, uh, George, you can either make a deception or actually no this is gonna be un uncontested you don't really notice uh someone's actually you, you hear uh, the squeaking of a cart horse um start going the same direction that you are but you're all at walking pace right now uh 22 insight um yeah boy i mean it's hard to tell uh he doesn't look like he's carrying a sword like 
There's not like a big sword on his back or anything. Yeah, he's not carrying any traditional weapons. You don't see spear, you don't see a halberd, you don't see sword, uh, no giant shield, not a lot of heavy armor, just a man in a, in a cloak and a hood keeping pace with his horse, just walking along alongside. Hard, hard to say. Mm. But there's two of you. Yeah. So. I look down at the kid and motion to the guy as we're getting closer. Or like, not too, try not to be too noticeable. Okay. Uh, George, you see, uh, you hear a cart uh, approach from behind you. What do you do? I look uh, behind the No, there are probably some other people. Try to look what's going on, what's, what's coming behind me, and I, I take a glance at the cart that's coming along. Okay, you can see um, like a little kid um, poking and prodding a uh, like an like an older looking kid, I guess maybe or or young adult um, with white hair, and they the kid is like very overtly whispering and pointing to you. <laughs> Uh, but they appear to be going the same direction you are. And they are now um, side by side with you on the road. Uh, well, I see them kind of pointing at me. So uh, I stop and uh, I guess they're, are they keep rolling? Are they still Okay, the individual, the individual stops. Do you stop your cart and horse? Yeah. Uh, Okay. I, I, I grab the rein and stop the horse and just point to his horse and to the cart and do it multiple times like to see if he gets the idea. Uh, well, I ask, uh, what, is, what is going on here? As, as, as I hear them gesturing toward me. Oh, you know, just, just traveling, just having a, a good night. As Poi is talking, Raleigh is getting out of the cart, grabbing the reins, and slowly leading the horse to be carted with the gentleman still on the horse. Since the hand gesturing didn't translate. Uh, you could you could choose to either be on your horse or uh, standing beside your horse. It's up to you. Well, I said, uh, uh, what are you planning to do with my horse? Raleigh just looks at him and carts the horse and is doing it very, very, like, almost with a snippy attitude as he's looking you in the eye as he's putting the horse and cart together. Uh, well, I, I obviously uh, tried to offer some resistance. <laughs> okay. Poi, uh, do you attempt to say anything to alleviate the situation, make the situation worse, or um, <laughs> explain what, what might be going on? It seems your friend in blue uh, doesn't like to talk much. Well, can I convince him that if he, if he like, gave us the horse, he could travel along with us, we could help him or something, so he didn't have to walk so much? Um, instead of telling you to make a roll that would, uh, to, to do that, how about you just tell... George's character in character. What would you What would you say to someone to to convince them to come along with you? Hey, buddy! I see that you're you're looking pretty tired. So we're on our way too. But you see, our horse is kind of not really moving fast. So if you give us your horse, we can let you tag along, bring you where you need to go. 
Do you know where you're going? Sure. Forward. <laughs> okay. As uh, the blue-skinned person is um, tying up your horse, and you're like, what's going on? Uh, this little kid is trying to convince you to come along with them. A paper flies out of uh, the pocket, kind of like the jacket pocket of um, the the blue-scaled individual, and uh, kind of flutters in, in the wind right in front of your face. Well, I obviously ignore the paper, and I... I see these people touching my horse without my permission, mm -hmm. and and I ask them what what makes you guys thinking that you can touch my horse with without my permission and going along with you guys. Raleigh just shrugs and does the vague uh, hand motion before jumping into the cart and. Look, looks at the kid and looks at the guy and motion, does like a little nod to the back of the cart like right behind them and waits a sec to see what the guy is going to say. The, the horse isn't necessarily tied up at the moment. Uh, you, both of you guys have one hand on the okay. reins at this point. Oh, that's right. He's offering resistance and you are not overtly provoking, I don't think, at this moment to mm -hmm. rip it out of his hands. But both of you guys have uh, one hand on the steering wheel, as it were. But I do still the vague uh, hand motion and motion to the cart. Can I perhaps persuade him to like, like, hey, I, we dropped that paper. Do you mind picking it up for us for a second? Yeah, the paper's on, on the ground uh, right next to your foot matches. And uh, you look at it and it says uh, Nightstone on it. And you realize that it looks like these people are going the same way you're going, to Nightstone. And in this brief moment of tension, you have a flashback, if you would like. Let's get a flashback going. All right. Uh, drifting traveler drinking at the bar. A hood, dust, and relative quiet. It's suddenly interrupted by a loud, boisterous individual clanking in rusted armor. He plops down next to you at the bar. This man has a long, curled white mustache, um, faded, rusted armor, and is followed in uh, by what, what appears to be a, a uh, maybe a squire or a younger person. And he puts a, a rusted hand um, on your shoulder and says, This is not to be our lot in life, my boy. You came to us seeking a job where you can continue to move from place to place. Never making any one town your home. That's what you told us, right? I say, just just enjoying the beer here. Oh, oh God. What brings you guys here? <laughs> well, we just received word from a township in need of your help. What do you say to that, huh? Slaying dragons, befuddling giants, and rescuing damsels in distress. This is what it truly means to be an adventure. Uh, grandfather and uh, a younger kid, um, maybe about four or five years your junior comes up to him uh you'll have to forgive my grandfather sir he's a tad excitable oh pish posh i was your age i was the strongest knight in all the land and the old knight kind of continues on in, in in the back um and uh the younger grandson kind of squeezes his way in be in between you and says well thank you very much for uh for joining um our our group uh we 
heard what you had to say, and um, my grandfather, he's on on the the board of of you know the upper guys. I don't really remember the names and stuff, but um, you said you wanted to move around and and you wanted like a, in a like to to go forward. I think is what you said in your your entrance speech to join the the hand. Is that right? Well, well, well. I say to them, well, obviously you're here to. Uh, to tell me something that's going on somewhere as I uh, wait, waved around for a few more drinks. Uh, what okay. do you have to say? All right. Well, uh, me and grandfather were called away to visit the town of Tribor, um, so we'll be unable to company you on this one. Uh, they had a disagreement with some elves to the west that requires our attention, but uh, my grandfather, the Don Quixote, is correct. Uh, we do need you to go on a mission of utmost importance to Nightstone. Um, there you'll find Darthag Ulthar. He's an old friend, Darthag. Uh, deliver this letter to him, if you can. And the letter just says, uh, Nightstone, D, period, U, period. Um, it's not a day's journey to the west. Uh, you can take our horse if you want. Um, and at this point, the grandfather, uh, Don Quixote, uh, butts back in. And he says, and that is how I slayed the doom of the desert, the terrible blue worm. Rando Danza, were you writing all that down? <laughs> Grandfather, it's Tanso Vanda. Why must you always forget my name? Uh, the old man starts spluttering again um, as the, uh, the, the younger grandson pushes the older grandfather in the rusted armor uh, out of the bar uh, before the two drinks come. And you're left uh, there with three drinks and a horse. Back inside your jacket pocket, uh, you have a letter uh, to Darthag Ulthar. Uh, I guess as I am struggling the ring of the horse with these people mm -hmm. uh, who are trying to take my horse, I drop my uh, semi-aggressive stance mm -hmm. a bit, and I ask them, uh, uh, what is this paper you got here? Where, where, where is it that you guys are going? Raleigh just pats his back pockets and like grabs the paper and, and shows him the city, but shaking it. So it's like kind of hard to read. So you would need to like grab the paper to hold it. Right. It's, it's a uh, flapping in front of you, but, um, you, you already handed the paper back to them and said, where are you going? And on the paper, it says Whitestone uh, or Night Nightstone. Sorry. Not Whitestone. Wrong game. Well, I say, it seems like you guys are in need of some assistance with your cart. Raleigh puts yes, both his is. thumbs up. Then perhaps do not. We'll only take someone's horse next time. It seems like I'm heading in the same direction. I can let my horse pull your cart as, as we're going toward the same direction. Is this what you guys were trying to do? Raleigh just... Like shake nods his head a bit, uh, giving the uh, response of if he were to speak, more or less. Uh, I say, well, uh, as as I'm taking a more friendlier stance, I say, of course, I will help you guys with your cart. As I'm trying to get the horse onto the cart, guess guess we are on our way then. As I hop on the horse. Yes, uh, with the uh, horses and carts fully attached, you are able to make much better pace and um, continue on toward the city of Nightstone. After maybe about a mile or two, you, you are now closer towards Nightstone than you are to Waterdeep. And we will cut over to Rose's character.
Pridorum, you are lost. You headed out maybe two or three weeks ago, and you were going somewhere, but you kind of forgot where you were going, and then you got lost. So first you forgot your destination, and then you forgot the directions. Uh, from the wilderness, you approach a road uh, that extends one direction to the left and one direction to the right. Which way do you go? Let's go left. Uh, you go left, confident, but un unsure at the same time. You know that you don't know, and with that, uh, you head down the road. People in the cart, about 10 minutes to 30 minutes go by, and you see uh, someone coming down the road. Ro, if you'd like to describe your character. Uh, you see a quite tall white dragonborn. Uh, he's wearing light armor, kind of just <laughs> walking down the pathway. Don't really know where he's going, but he's confident with his walk, I guess. Do I see them? Yes, you see a cart approaching, and they see you. And you're kind of walking down the middle of the road, and they're kind of coming towards you in the middle of the road. But it's horses and carts, so it's not like a giant automobile coming at you, so... Uh, you have enough time to move out of the way, but um, it, you kind of go to the left, and then they go to the left, and then you kind of go to the right, and then they go to the right. And so that awkward, like, uh, high school, middle school, like, in the hallway, and you're not sure where they're going thing. Yeah. Uh, and eventually you guys stop, like, right in front of each other. Raleigh was doing this on purpose. This sounds about right. Um... Well, if they were going to go past me, I probably would have flagged them down. But since we're at a standoff, I'll just be like, hey, which, uh, where are you guys going? Raleigh just points ahead. No, uh, no name to the city you're going to? Don't really know where you're going? or I'd say uh, we're, we're going uh, to the city of Nightstone. Nightstone. Suddenly it all flashes back to you. That is where uh, you were supposed to go. You're not sure why or uh, what or what direction it's in, but you remember the name Nightstone. It's important. Okay, cool. Do you mind if I tag along? I looked to the other two uh, members in the court. He just shrugs. Okay. smile. I hop. <laughs> uh, the cart noticeably sinks um, on the whichever axle or, or wheel uh, you're closest to as your six what frame hops onto the cart? About six four. Six four frame uh, at 200 plus pounds hops onto the cart with a, a, a weighty thud and the, the horses again groan in protest. Uh, but they just can... gives him a look. <laughs> can I uh, get on the horse? Uh, you could get on the horse if you'd like. I I see the car is too big. I, or, I see the car uh, with all the passengers inside and I choose to get on the horse. Okay. From there on, it's about another 10 miles of the path that leads to Nightstone consulting with each other 
you all kind of arrive at the same conclusion that it's not too far down the road. Um, you are under no immediate duress. Do you guys say anything to each other on this uh, ten mile journey by horse? Or is it kind of quiet in the cart? Well, Poi just starts chatting about random stuff. It's something like no one else cares about. Correct, because Raleigh is tuning him out as he's holding on to the reins and watching this four-horse struggle (laughs) with the three passengers in the cart. Yeah. Yeah, Poi gets in the way of that and starts, like, poking at him, bugging him, like, why'd you steal steal my cart? (sighs) There's a slight pause. You could just see the gears turning in Raleigh's head for a moment. Before he just inhales, exhales, and keeps ignoring the kid. Uh, it's at about this point where you guys realize that none of you guys know each other's names. <laughs> and that's fine by Raleigh. Well, matches as he is on his horse, he, uh, he looks back at the, at the blue skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the blue skin? So, uh, uh, you were trying to do a lot of gesturing back there while trying to take my horse. Uh, you don't talk much, do you? He just shakes his head. Uh, I say, so we might see each other again after we get to the city of Nystone. Uh, what do I call you by? He reaches into his jacket pocket and hands him a slip of paper. Uh, what is on the slip of paper? His full name, which is Raleigh Heffernan. Say, say, oh, that's uh, Raleigh. That's a, that's a name I don't hear every, every day. He uh, gives you a look like, what's that supposed to mean? So, as as I didn't notice that, uh, I, what brings you to the city of Nystone? What kind of business do you have there? He he makes the universal sig- hand signal for change. Uh, it's kind of like the rubbing the two fingers together in yep. the thumb. Yeah. Okay. Uh, am I supposed to understand what that means? Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty 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 universal for when when the when the bartender is asking you to pay up at the end of the night. You you recognize that symbol or that that's uh, suggestion. I see. Well, I ask, uh, well, what kind of work are you, uh, are you looking for some kind of work there? Uh, yeah. He just nods. And again, the universal tab money asking for, but a little more vigorously. Okay. Um, boy, do you butt in at, at this point or say anything? You can if you would like. You don't need to. Yeah, Poi's introducing himself like, well, I'm Poi. I say, hello, Poi. Uh, might see you again in the city as well. What brings you to the city of Nystone? Eh, nothing much. Just trying to just trying to get away for a bit. Do a little adventure. Uh, Raleigh just eyes him up and down. Now, what am I looking at exactly? If I were to... Like an age range. Somewhere between 
10 and 12. It's pretty short for his age, though. So I I asked the last person to cart. This white scaled dragonborn. dragonborn. Yeah. This is, uh, it is not every day I see what you're kind here. Yeah, I got kind of, uh, kind of a little lost, a little bit. Uh, you can call me Prim for short. Um, but yeah, I'm about 25, I believe. Raleigh's okay. still looking at Poi like, why is there a child going on an adventure kind of thing? But relatively, like, what? But goes back, gladly goes back to ignoring Poi for the rest of the trip to Whitestone. Nightstone. Nightstone, there we go. Wrong <laughs> campaign. The four of you eventually arrive. You can see it in the distance. The city of Nightstone. After following the trail for about ten miles, you can all clearly hear the ringing nonstop of a bell. It gets kind of hard to have this conversation uh, as you awkwardly introduce yourselves and ask who you are and where you're going and why you're going there. Rough ideas are more or less exchanged and after following the trail, uh, you get up pretty close to the city, but the, the city looks in slight disrepair. You see a river flowing around the settlement, forming a moat. It's not necessarily a city, but a small village. and. The village itself is contained within a wooden palisade, or like these walls with the uh, the, stu the uh, stump of the tree up, sharpened to a point, and then like a hundred of those all around. That's called a palisade. So the village is contained within a wooden palisade, which is surrounded by a moat. Beyond the wooden palisade, you see a windmill, a tall steeple, and high-pitched rooftops of several other buildings. Apart from the ring of the bell, you detect no other activity in the village. The trail ends before a lowered drawbridge that, that spans the moat, and beyond the drawbridge, two stone watchtowers flank an open gap in the palisade. Hmm. South of the village, as you look a little bit further, and it's kind of hard to concentrate because that bell is ringing, and you look up and, and beyond and you uh, see that it may be coming from uh, the church, like a church bell. Uh, but south of the village, surrounded by the river moat, is a cone-shaped flat-topped hill which stands on a stone keep, which is enclosed by a wooden wall. The moat creates an island that kind of goes around this entire city, as you see. Uh, but the keep, which overlooks the village, is partially collapsed. As a matter of fact, many of... As you peer in... Uh, inwards... Let's see if I can... Do this so you guys are all about here. You see, like, several rocks. Or rather, large boulders. Just in the city. Even further beyond, you see like one over here and here. Uh, this building, uh, the roof is partially collapsed. There's a giant crater over here. The the palisade and the keep that's broken is over in this direction. Over here. So this, this keep itself is like a defensive portion of the city, which is completely destroyed. The houses aren't as destroyed, um, but you guys are like standing at the edge of the trail, on the cart, at a drawbridge, at the moment. Uh, looking at what appears to be the destroyed city of Nightstone. What do you do? If you scroll all the way down, you can see what it looks like from the side. Like a side view of the... a scene from the east of the city. Wow. What do you guys do? This bell is, like, really annoying. I, I take out the paper, look at it. 
does the picture look nice and well constructed? Yeah. And you had the, the cities to, huh. Definitely not as advertised. Um, I motioned the cart to keep moving forward. And that bell is getting annoying. Okay. Uh, you guys go over the drawbridge. And uh, the wooden wheels of the cart uh, hitting the wooden slats of the drawbridge kind of jostle you a bit. And you get into the city. Do y'all see... Let me move your characters first. You go over here and you see, uh, like, the cutest dog. It's got a black spot over one eye, and it's brown, and it's running. It comes up to you, it barks, tilts its head to the side, and then keeps running over here. When at the same time, two of these things... Uh, pop into view, barking and howling and chasing the dog. Do you see this guy? Yes. And this guy. Oh. Snarling fangs, dripping bloody teeth, and um, thick white matted fur. These are giant dog-like creatures that come barking and howling um, towards... T-C-D-E, or the cutest dog ever. And they appear to be gaining on it. What do you guys do? Thank you so much for listening to our very first Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play on the College of Lore platform. My name is Anthony, and I was your Dungeon Master. Tonight's players included Livia as Poi, the Changeling Rogue, Kayla as Aurelia Heffernan, the Yuan-Ti Bloodhunter, George as Matches Malone, the human fighter. Ro as Prim, the white dragonborn barbarian. The game we ran was Storm King's Thunder. All musical licenses are in the description of the video. Our next episode will be airing publicly on October 1st on all platforms including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, and your favorite RSS reader application. Future episodes will be available immediately as possible on Patreon and publicly distributed on all platforms after a one-month grace period. Our post rate will increase based on our milestones of support on Patreon. Our next episode is scheduled for October 1st and publicly on November 1st. We greatly appreciate any and all support. Thanks.